Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Anyal Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Tuesday to all those who are tuning in to us right now. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. And I'm so excited that this week the temperature is finally cooling down. I feel like we're one step closer to winter. Well, Omnia, if you knew weather, you would know that the weather is bipolar. That's so, so many weathers. <laughs> one week, yes, one week, no. But I do have a good feeling soon enough, we might just have the winter season coming around the corner. But you know what else is around the corner, Omnia? IGCF, the event that we wait for every single year, the International Government Communication Forum. It is actually going to be taking place next week on Sunday and Monday. And Pulse95 is actually going to be covering the event, bringing you all the senior governmental officials, special interviews and conversations with them so that we can learn more about the different practices that the government is planning to use to make communication and spreading information become a lot more factual and better. Yes, even former British Prime Minister Tony Blair's press secretary, Alastair Campbell, will headline a workshop on crisis management strategies. And you can watch and uh, you can watch those workshops all at IGCF at the Expo Center Sharjah on the 26th and 27th of September. Yes, indeed. But just like we've got lots to get excited for next week, we have a lot in store for you right here on today's show. We're going to be talking about some of the biggest UAE tech news that is actually coming from the UAE University because they have recently granted a patent for innovative low-energy desalination systems. For those of you who don't know, the UAE actually heavily depends on desalination when it comes to the drinking water that we all enjoy every day. So it's very exciting to see that we are finding more sustainable ways to create water. Yes, and we're also talking about how AI and machine learning helps teachers monitor students' progress. And that is a quote coming out of a UAE professor. And we're going to be talking about all of that and a lot much more in just a bit. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's on today's show as well and sticking with the theme of back to school, we are going to be talking about the impact of augmented reality as well as virtual reality technologies. Because one student from the American University of Sharjah named Yusuf Booz actually worked on a senior project where he was able to basically be your pair of eyes when you can't be in the university physically. He created a new project that is able to allow students to navigate the building easily, especially for people of determination or even students returning back to classes Mm -hmm. when, you know, we've been seeing a lot of hybrid learning. Some students are on campus, others are off campus. So his AR VR project is making that become a much easier reality to tour the university through its different buildings. Yes, and we're also talking about how high-speed internet is now airborne through beams of light. We got a lot to talk about on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. So keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, the UAE University has granted patent for for an innovative low-energy system a desalinite was I forgot das- this word desalination desalination <laughs> man I was getting a notification yeah and the guy's name who's calling me starts with the letter E okay so it messed up my uh, my reading skills <laughs> I don't know why that happened but uh, and researchers at the United Arab Emirates University have made an unprecedented scientific advance 
that has the potential to re- revolutionize the water desalination industry. Yes, indeed. Now, just to put things into perspective, desalination is actually one of the most used ways right here in the UAE to give us potable water. The water that we drink day in and day out is mostly coming from desalination plants. And this is not just happening right here in the UAE. It's been happening in the Gulf region for so many years now. And to give you a little bit more statistics about it, about 40% of the world's desalinated water capacity is coming from the UAE itself. So to find new de- desalination plants that are low energy, being more a lot more sustainable is going to be a lot better for the environment as a whole. So researchers at the UAEU University have actually been making a lot of scientific advancements in the past year. And this is yet another one added to their belt of innovations. These scientists have actually created the desalination system that dramatically reduces energy consumption during the process. Because desalination and following this procedure to give us potable water, it's great, but it also consumes a lot of electricity and a lot of power. Yes, I mean, saline water is first pushed at high pressure through a pipeline with a venturi device in which the speed of the water is then increased and its pressure is then reduced to allow for evaporation with no or minimum heating. The water is then turned into steam by containing it at a very low pressure and after recondensation, the water is then fully desalinated. Yes, indeed. So the traditional desalination systems, they are based on all of this. Reheating, recondensation, evaporation. So that you can basically allow all the water to escape without the salt. Now, these processes, as we mentioned, they consume a lot of energy. So what the UAEU scientists decided to do is to basically kind of make a practical application of thermodynamics and the conservation of mass and energy so that they can kind of desalinate water by simply using pressure. So by pushing the water uh, using a a combination of high and low pressure points, in this way, the saline water or the water that has a lot of salt is pushed at a high pressure through a pipeline. And this device in which the water is pushed through basically creates evaporation because of the pressure and the high temperature that will allow it to kind of evaporate and condense without the salt. So it leaves the salt behind. And this way, we get drinking water with very low energy. Yes, sounds like a good plan, Timmy. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215-Duratsat or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about how now AI can actually find out if you are truly paying attention during online classes or if you're just half asleep, half awake. That's been the reality of a lot of students right here in the UAE. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. As schools and universities kind of go back to school, physical school, a lot of students are still sadly going through online learning. I know for a fact that some university students have been having the whole one week on campus, one week off campus. And whenever it's off campus, there's a very, very typical story that I feel like every online student does. They wake up, roll out of bed, wash their face, get the laptop into bed, get under the covers and the sheets once again, and have online class. So your concentration level is very, very minimal. And I don't blame them because it's very convenient and easy to just have class in bed. But sadly, professors are now getting a lot smarter when it comes to online learning. And they are using artificial intelligence to help monitor students' progress to make sure that they're actually paying attention during class and not just having... 
blackboard, Google Meets on, and falling back asleep. Yes, now Dr. Fadi Al-Najjar, who is Associate Professor of Computer Science and Software Engineering at the UAE University, did say that AI and machine learning can actually be used to monitor whether or not students are paying attention in class, and they can also assess a student's personal interest and cognitive abilities. Now, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, sometimes I miss university, but times like these, I do not because, I mean, a lot of kids took it as a free ticket, you know, to get yeah. good grades and to pay less attention in class when distance learning was, you know, incorporated with, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I've seen it firsthand how, uh, you know, distance learning has been working. A lot of my friends who are taking their masters, you know, they'll be in the car in, in a class <laughs> and they'll be going to work, for example, you know, yeah. on their phone or they'll have their laptop and hook it up to Hotspot and, you know, they'd, they, they'd be in class, but they're not actually in class and they're not actually paying attention. Now, Dr. Al-Najjar, who is also the director of AI and Robotics Laboratory at the UAE University, did underline the significance of this work and how right now they're going to know whether or not you're paying attention in class. So my recommendation <laughs> is pay attention because... Men, why, men lie, women lie, but AI does not. Yes, indeed. And when it comes to the curriculum of a class, you know, what your learning objectives are. In the past, they were one size fits all. Every student was expected to learn the exact same things and come out with the same exact outcomes from every classroom. But now, with the use of artificial intelligence, they've actually been personalizing the curriculum for every student. So they would use teaching methods that are effective for learning. And this would actually allow them to kind of get more creative in a classroom. So let's say if a student is more of a visual learner, they can actually open the PowerPoint during the class time instead of just looking at the professor's face. If they are more of an audio learner, then they can just look at the professor, hear him speak, and maybe even write notes on the side without necessarily having to watch the PowerPoint. So mm -hmm. the UAE University has actually been very heavily invested in this topic. They have established five core laboratories to try and support the interdisciplinary research that combines physical, biological, social, and digital sciences. So they're trying to actually focus on all forms of learning and make sure that every student is choosing the line that works for them best. Yeah, I mean, the system does use a robot called the Abu Sif, which actually interacts with patients and does notice changes in their facial expressions, the quality of speech, and the speed of the response to various stimuli. So also, we're looking at how this is going to be used in, you know, the medical area as well. Yes. And it's also going to monitor the speed of the response to various stimuli and then generate a clinical report about the potential risk of cognitive impairment and is useful, obviously, in early diagnosis of conditions such as dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So they're hitting two nails on the coffin with this type of, uh, you know, system and AI. They're using it, to, you know, to track students whether or not they are paying attention and to help the elderly and people who might suffer from these type of diseases. Yes, indeed. And, you know, continuing with the whole theme of back to school, we are going to be talking about virtual tours of universities because coming up is a very interesting conversation with Yusuf Booz, who is an American University of Sharjah graduate. He worked on a senior project where he was basically able to use AR and VR to carry out a virtual tool of tour of the American University of Sharjah. It's an interesting conversation that you don't want to miss out on. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnia Al Saleh and Hani Balkis. 
A lot of the times when we used to travel or visit a new building, visit a new place, we used to always heavily de- depend on the maps, the physical maps that you'd get handed from security guards, from even a tour guide. Nowadays, though, we're in 2021. Things are a lot different and everything has become more digitized, more interactive. And so has been tours of universities, or at least that's the plan for it to be. During the COVID-19 pandemic, universities were completely online and that caused a lot of students to kind of not even know what their university looks like in person. One student, one American University of Georgia graduate decided to take it upon himself to kind of give those students an idea of what the campus looks like by using augmented reality and virtual reality. He worked on a senior project that was creating digital twin copies of all the buildings of the American University of Georgia. Yusuf Booz, thanks a lot for joining us me so what i did was using augmented reality mm-hmm. and in combination with uh, artificial intelligence mm-hmm. as well and spatial mapping technology i was able to capture the engineering building on the campus of the american university of Sharjah, and then combine that with augmented reality to allow students whether new or for, for all students to just select the destination they have from the menu mm-hmm. and they can start navigating from any point they are at on campus and get right to their class mm-hmm. and amazing. we added a kind of like gaming aspect for to make the experience better where there was a character, a character mm. which w- like was the virtual guide instead of a basic like arrows on the floor navigation mm-hmm. And this got a lot of good reaction from students and faculty on campus as well. So how did you get inspired to create this project? When you were first starting in university, were you lost in in, in the campus? Uh, Did you know your way? I I did have trouble getting around for the first week or so, but then it was all right. But every semester this happens again. Mm -hmm. You have new classes, different rooms, different buildings. They even opened uh, new buildings recently. Mm -hmm. So uh, this happens every semester, the first week or two. You get lost finding your new classes. And how long did it take to create the project? Um, I had to work on it across two semesters, actually. Mm -hmm. The first semester was uh, for the research and uh, writing the report and details. And then the second semester was uh, full implementation Mm -hmm. and putting technology together. Can you walk us through how you capture the building? I mean, for for me, looking at it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's as if I'm actually there. How does it work? So there's this camera Mm -hmm. uh, I used, it's called the Matterport Pro 2. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It allows for 360 spatial captures. Mm -hmm. It's basically a process of photogrammetry, which is taking a lot of high quality pictures and stitching them together to achieve that 3D model. Kind of like Google Maps. Kind of like Mm -hmm. how Google Earth works, Mm -hmm. how you have that 360, but Google Earth does it on a larger scale, where Mm -hmm. even more expensive Mm -hmm. equipment. Mm -hmm. This one is suitable for indoor spaces. You can capture large spaces, Mm -hmm. but it'll take more time. So as a result of capturing that, I got two things out of it. One of them is now the virtual tour, actually, which can be embedded on the web, on a mobile app, anywhere, and accessible on mobile, computer, anything and you get to have a complete free roam and 4K quality. Mm -hmm. Um, You can create guided tours as well. Mm -hmm. And then the other aspect was what I added, my touch, 
which was combining it with augmented reality and AI mm-hmm. to use the spatial data and create that navigation experience. Mm-hmm. Sounds awesome to me. Yeah. Me too. And what's interesting about it is that just like you mentioned, you know, every single semester new students enter campus, exactly. or even if you're an existing student, you must have gone through the whole freshman syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always stopped by on the way to class by a freshman asking you where a certain exactly. classroom is. So it's the perfect solution for it. And we are going to be coming back to talk a little bit more about the concept of a digital twin. How does it work? And also, how were they able to basically capture very, very detailed um, features of the buildings? I mean, I even saw the security guard (laughs) (laughs) sitting in the corner. Um, If you have any questions for Yusuf Booz, make sure you share them with us at 4215 Dort Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Many students during the coronavirus lockdown were desperate to be back on campus, especially new students. I'm not talking about old existing ones. I'm sure those were really enjoying being able Mm -hmm. to just roll out of bed and open their virtual classroom. But those who are first year students, second year students, they were very excited to get to experience the true university life. And as things are easing up back again and students are getting back to campus, a lot of them are struggling to find out where their classes are, what the buildings look like and that's exactly why AR and VR technology are definitely or could definitely come in handy to help us kind of explore and help them explore this new world that they are entering from the comfort of their own home. So instead of having to wait for the first day of classes to figure out where their classrooms are, they may just be able to do it one day before by using this new project that one American University of Sharjah graduate worked on as part of his senior project. Yusuf Booz created a digital twin copy of the engineering building at the American University of Sharjah and you can basically use a very simple link to access the entire building simply through your phone. You don't have to use anything else. You don't even have to be on campus. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Yusuf. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Yusuf, one question that comes to mind whenever we talk about digital twins and being able to map the entire university potentially as a big goal uh, on your phone is the amount of time and the cost. So how much time did it take you from beginning to end on this project to be able to map just one building of the campus? So um, for my demo, I did the engineering building, which is three floors. There's a large basement Mm -hmm. and a lot of classrooms. That took me around three hours to map the entire thing and process the the product which allowed me to continue with my two solutions, the 3D virtual tour and the augmented reality navigation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I think three hours is a very fair time for a large space such as the engineering building. I was going to say it's it's too little of time. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really good actually. And the the whole process of doing the scan is also really efficient. It's not uh, like too complicated or time-consuming. So it's just a camera on a tripod. It captures in a 360 way. It stops at different positions. You'd have to do capture points for approximately every two meters Mm -hmm. as needed, depending on the building shape and so. And yeah, then after that, just you finish the job and uploads for processing. 
and we get the 3D virtual tour. Do you does it automatically capture or do you click a button? I have to click a button. The mm -hmm. camera will be connected to an app on my mobile mm -hmm. and from there I'll click a button. And then there's a funny part where you have to play hide and seek with the camera so okay. you don't show in the tour because <laughs> it does a whole 360. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's so. Yeah, so you'll like stand the tripod in one area and then walk around it, right? Yeah, or hide uh, hide behind the wall or so. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, one question that a lot of people may be having uh, is the fact the the fact of the matter is American University of Sharjah, as well as the University of Sharjah, they are very people of determination friendly. We've got lots of ramps, lots of different uh, accessibility features that makes it basically available for everyone. How does this project also help people of determination? So actually, at the same time I was working on my senior project, I was taking a, a new course called Innovation and Entrepreneurship. And mm -hmm. I was working uh, on a team project where our focus was the topic of uh, helping people of determination at the U.S. campus. Mm. And that's where I started gaining a lot of insight about how we could help them. So at the same time, I was trying to see what aspects I could study and include in my augmented reality navigation solution to, to benefit them as much as possible. Unfortunately, time was limited, so I didn't get to go full length as much as I wanted to about this part. But uh, for people who are visually impaired, for example, Augmented reality isn't really going to benefit them. So the addition of features like uh, voice commands and voice recognition and even haptic feedback from the mobile device, so these like things can still mm. yeah, create benefit to the visually impaired in such an application. Mm -hmm. And um, the f for people of uh, hard hearing, as well, the, the whole augmented reality navigation aspect is actually really beneficial for them. And I wanted to get more in depth about how I can even push that further. But hopefully at a later <laughs> point, I'll get the chance to. Yeah, I bet a lot of, you know, fresh students did thank you on your work. Because <laughs> if we imagine it, let's say, for example, someone uh, enrolled into university towards the end of 2019, 2020 comes COVID-19 pandemic. And I believe university students just started to get back around a month ago, a month yeah. and a half yeah. ago. So we have a lot of people not only in the UAE, but outside of the UAE and other Gulf countries and Arab countries studying from home, but they go to AUS. So they never saw the campus. They enrolled online. So you gave them a window of opportunity to say, hey, this is your campus. Get ready. In a month and a half, you're going to be there. Basically. And exactly. And that was my exact thought, especially with the 3D mm -hmm. virtual tour, because for the augmented reality navigation, that's supposed to help them when they're on campus. Mm -hmm. But the 3D virtual tour is is literally the perfect solution for these students who haven't seen their campus yet, or for even new applicants who are looking to get to know mm -hmm. US the university yes. before they apply, before they come from abroad, for example. That's actually a very good topic because I remember the first time I wanted to enroll into a certain university, I went and I looked and I saw the campus, mm. but obviously COVID-19, it ruined everything. So you can't do that like you do it before. So having this, you know, window to look into the university, look at the campus. And I, I, I mean, how did you, there was no one inside when you when you, uh, when you yeah, took the Yeah, actually, we were still not allowed on ah, campus okay. at that time. And mm. I had to push and my advisor had to push a lot as well to get me that permission to enter campus and capture the building. But you know, that's I think so smart. What yeah. a the best yeah. thing to make out of COVID. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, 
in a different type of standpoint, yes, it's it's amazing that you know it's clear and perfect. But I think if there was a couple of you know people and students, it would give you <laughs> yeah. more of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm their technology. There was you know? a security guard sitting. Yeah, by the I game. saw him. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. one famous security guard. <laughs> Um, uh, another thing that I wanted to ask you about was the full experience. So you mentioned on the website uh, mm-hmm. of the project that if people had a virtual reality headset or augmented reality headset, they would be able to capture the full-fledged experience. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the 3D virtual tour, the best thing about it is that it's easily accessible. It can be embedded into a website and mobile application and it... it uh, It's completely mobile friendly and computer friendly. So anywhere, anytime you can access it. But an added feature, and this will be fun for people who might have an Oculus Quest headset at home. Mm. That's uh, the compatible headset at the moment. Maybe later we can support more. But uh, if you have an Oculus Quest at home, you can connect it to the computer or open the link to the virtual tour on the browser on the headset. Mm. And you'll actually be able to roam around the building in the virtual wow. reality environment. That's amazing. And the app is available on iOS and Apple, uh, Android Play Store, right? For the augmented reality navigation, yes, that would be a mobile application. I didn't get to publish it on the stores okay. because uh, it's it not adopted. complete and yeah, yeah, the university haven't yes. asked yeah. for that. So let's talk a little bit about your future plans. Uh, you actually mentioned that the camera company that you were working to capture this project mm-hmm. actually landed you a job opportunity with them. So what are you planning to do to further this project? Actually, yeah, I got that really good opportunity out of it. And um, what we're working on now is there's a lot of features. So you, you saw what the 3D virtual tour is capable of, and we're speaking about that now, and it's VR enabled. And there's a lot more features, like you can uh, generate floor plans out of it mm-hmm. and uh, dollhouse view. Now, there's more things that we can enhance it with, like we're trying to make it so that... It, let's think in terms of not just a university campus, mm. but for example, we could do e-commerce integration in the virtual tour itself. Mm-hmm. So imagine we, we capture a, a shop in a mall, mm-hmm. the flagship store. Mm. And then you navigate the store in the 3D virtual tour and each item has a unique tag on it. When you click it, you get the details about the product and you can directly add to bag and check out from the tour. That's mm. amazing. So it, it adds as well to the value of how currently with COVID mm-hmm. people are a bit scared of being crowded places. So we're basically looking at unlimited and possibilities. Yes. The possibilities there's, are it, endless. There's so many features that appeal to the real estate as well mm-hmm. and to asset management, uh, getting accurate measures. Actually, one important feature in the 3D mm-hmm. virtual tour as well is the measurement feature. Mm-hmm. So the space I scanned, the camera has lasers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Captures the, it's precise up to 99%. There's wow. only 1% uh, like hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get exact dimensions of the building, if it's a property under construction, for example, mm-hmm. that would be really useful. I yeah. mean, I'm looking at the real estate type of aspect for I mean, that would be great, especially, you know, instead of a realtor coming and saying, hey, let's view this house. You can view it on your phone or on your laptop and have that same exact exactly. experience. And, you know, pictures are nice, but they can trick you, mm-hmm. especially in real estate. True. While the virtual tour, and I'm seeing this enter the market more now, it's actually becoming like you can see it more in real Mm -hmm, estate. mm -hmm. Um, You view the 3D virtual tour. If you like it, 
the agent gets back to you and schedules a video call within the 3D virtual tour. That's okay. amazing. That's a feature as well we're working on. That's amazing. I, I mean, mean, you guys hit the nail on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Yusuf Booz, American thank University so of Georgia graduate. It's been so great to get to know more about your project and we wish you the very best. Hopefully one day we may be able to see the full American University of Sharjah. Hopefully I'd love to share that. Yeah, all the Sharjah universities also have their very own digital virtual tour. Maybe the whole university city. Yeah, that would be nice. Who knows? (laughs) Best of luck, Yusuf. Let's do it. (laughs) To everyone tuning in to us right now, thank you so much for joining us on yet another beautiful show of Future Talk. You can catch us again tomorrow, same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, make sure you keep Pulse95 locked because we've got one Lots of shows lined up for all of you, starting with Afternoon Kadak from 4 to 5 p.m., followed up by Yellow Home 5 to 8, keeping you company on your drive back home. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95.